What's up, everybody? This is your man, Tech Supreme, back with another episode of Rent Free with Tech Supreme. You already know what it is. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for joining me on this uh, fun ride that we call podcasting. Hope everyone is doing well. It is a heat uh, wave going through St. Louis right now, so hope everyone's staying cool. It's uh, kind of crazy if you think about it that the weather can affect people in such a way that you can actually like older people may actually like be in danger when it gets hot like this. So check on your elders. And uh, that's just my, I guess, uh, random thought about weather. Uh, episode 24. Uh, I, you know, it's very easy to miss a week doing a podcast. I tried not to, but the days just literally got away from me. Like every single day got away from me. But we're back this week with another episode because we're trying to stay true, trying to stay consistent, and trying to stay uh, available here in podcast format. Now, I saw a tweet from someone said that I can't believe people are trying to get famous off their opinions. It's an outlet. That's all it is. Most people, some people, some people see success of it. Some people don't. And for me, this is a very creative outlet for me to express my thoughts and ideas. And I like connecting with the people I do connect with. Now, whether you like that or not, that's on you. If you don't like people's opinions, you probably don't like podcasts because for the most part, that's what podcasting is. And you don't like radio stations because that's what people do on radio stations. I listen to ESPN one on one all the time. And it's literally just people's opinions on sports. So if you don't like people's opinions, you're not going to like podcasts. You're not going to like this type of of content or this format. But that's on you. You know, don't slam people that do. Like, don't laugh at people who do. Don't try to put them down because they're trying to get famous off their opinions. It is what it is. Everyone, I mean, I don't want fame. But people, like, want fame. And I I think it's kind of dangerous, the fact that people want fame. I think that's a lot of the problem with society well it's a big part nowadays right where people do things to get to go viral i saw a video last week where this kid was getting robbed at gunpoint and like 20 other people were watching filming and and this dude's pleading for his life it's insane what people do for for to go viral and what's even crazier is while someone posted that and said i can't believe the things people do to go viral i was like the crazy part is that we're watching this video it's gone viral so like they're getting that um that gratification even at the expense of others. It's it's crazy what, you know, type of society we're living in now just because of these things, because of these phones and the opportunity to go viral. It's really weird. But I digress. That's not even one of the topics today. So let's keep this let's keep it going. Let's keep the get the show started off right. Um I got a lot of upcoming DJ gigs going on, which I'm super excited about. I just bought a new controller, which is right here. You can't see it. Maybe I'll put a picture up. But I got the uh Rain Serato uh dj controller the rain one and i actually love it i'm a pioneered controller guy and just so you know i did learn how to dj off of technics uh 1200s so uh i have a classical foundation of learning how to dj but as soon as you know uh, technology kind of got up to where it is now then that's the necessity of carrying crates into a club which that's what you had to do or uh, it's crazy to think about it right like um 90s early 2000s for the most part you were carrying crates of vinyl records into club like everyone was that's just what it was i used to work at a marketing company called shrewd marketing promotions uh rest in peace solo 
that uh you know we service records and every week all the djs would come in and they would go into the this room with the shelves with their names on it and just get all the records and they would like just that's that's how they played records so like imagine now like you're a dj and like you got this song going and now you have to turn and go in through these crates and you have to pick the song and gotta know the bpms and your most djs wrote them on the on the sleeve um and then like you'll pick it out play it cute and that's so much more work than now like I click a song and I look at my computer and I go through a thousand songs already marked with the the note, the keynote and the uh, BPM and I drag it and cue it, you know, get it ready. It's crazy. Uh, but, you know, a lot of purists, a lot of older people, they kind of like hold on to this old fashioned idea of purism. And I don't I only do that with I do that with certain things, but I generally don't do that with DJing because you still have to have that skill. Um, as far as production goes in music, it has changed where you get a lot more AI um, applications that can help you create. And to an extent, that is cheating. And I'm not going to say that I'm not a purist about that because I think like, you should be playing all of your music yourself. But like the game has changed. So you got people who are getting famous off of taking other people's music and looping it, which is kind of like sampling, but it's kind of not. It's weird. It's just it's a whole weird thing and I'm not really into being a purist or whatever, but that's my little random DJ tangent, but got a couple gigs coming up. I think, uh, Tuesday, the 21st, I'll be at apotheosis comics doing a, um, it's a gaming live streaming event where they've been doing a smash brothers tournament. And I'm just in the background playing music. It's going to be fun. Um, and that's going to be, I forgot what time that starts, maybe 7 PM. And then July 8th, I'll be with, uh, DJ Epic. DJ Epic is throwing the first one too. He's, he's hosting the, uh, gaming tournament July 8th, which is a Friday. I'll be at Lava Lounge in Wentzville, Missouri, playing 90s throwback jams. And that's going to be fun. Me and Epic are DJing both going to go and just rock out to 90s music. So that's going to be super fun. Can't wait for that. Um, Got some more gigs coming up, but we're just kind of working it out. Now, one of the big things that I have going on, which I'm super excited about, is my hat business. And shout out to my homie, Hate Nate. I had gave, came up with a name called Hat Lords, and he was like, dude, that shit is garbage. And like, I was salty for a second, but then I was like, let me let me take his opinion with a grain of salt and ask around. And it was unanimous. It was a bad name. But I feel like a few days later, I came up with a really good name. And here it is. It's all cap. And of course, it's uh, an extension of my graphic design company. Of course, we represent in St. Louis on both sides, but it's all cap. So I only here's here's my logic and here's how I came to doing this company. I definitely been thinking of ways to expand illustrious vision, which is my graphic design company for the last 13 years, probably longer than that. I just say 13. Um, but I wanted to I need there has to be a next level right now I love being a mom and pop style graphic design freelance graphic designer where you're getting a super high quality product at a super reasonable price I'm fine with that I don't have interest in corporate even though that is where the money is and I understand that and I do want I do love doing corporate stuff I do want to do more corporate stuff but I feel like I enjoy being that guy which it just, it just, I don't know. I, I just feel instead of people going to a graphic designer law firm with some people who are corny, who are charging them so, so much, they're getting something at a good price. I mean, it's a good, it's a fair price. So it's not like bargain binning. It's not like Fiverr, but like it's a quality price for the, for a great product. Uh, and I like doing that, but um there has to be a, a next level, right? So 
uh, maybe a, a couple years ago, I wanted to do clothing because for me, I do a lot of designs for other people's clothing brands. And it kind of goes hand in hand with being a graphic designer. So I started a company, well, not really a company, but an idea called Alien Flagship. But honestly, when it comes to merchandise and apparel, it takes, it's really, if you have a level of quality that you want to achieve, it's kind of hard to do that by outsourcing, right? And then with like screen printing and stuff, you have to outsource it. So all the avenues that I came across, I really didn't like the quality of it. I didn't, and I saw I, I, the price point was too high to even see a, a, a stable pr- uh, profit. So that ki- idea kind of got washed out when I realized like I'd have to really buy into, if I really want to do it the way I want to do it, I'd have to do it like from like a completely like buy in and into being a screen printer. And I don't want to be a screen printer. But what I did realize from that was I would make hats and I liked the quality of hats I was getting back from the company I was using. So this is one of the hats from the company that I'm, I've been using. And I like it a lot. I like it a lot. But the price point is also not great. So it's really hard to turn a profit. So I started focusing on the idea of finding a company that I could like get a good price from. So I started looking locally and out of town. And the out of town stuff, which was surprising to me, because when you when you outsource printing out of town, it's way cheaper than going in town for like printing like flyers or posters or anything like that. Um, the price out of town was insane, like $55 for a hat like this with four locations. Locally, it was a little bit better, but it was like 30, but I'd only be able to get 12, 12 or so hats. And I'm definitely going into a deep end on this, but that's okay. You're here for the ride. Um, but the cheapest, most logical way would be for me to invest in an embroidery machine, which now I'm looking into. So I'm super excited about that possibility. I, I enjoy the hats. I have a lot of people who are interested in hats. This is a, a bit and park hat that I have created with the it's all cap in the back. I, I, first of all, I just love it's all cap because it's a fun saying right now. Plus, it's really all I do is caps. Um, I think this one's going to be a really good seller. This is my South City hat in the style of St. Louis Cardinals. And this is before I adopted the fourth location. So this is only three locations. But yeah, it's the South City hat. And this is the one that started it all because during the pandemic, I started an Instagram page called Support Local STL, which was geared towards promoting restaurants who were doing curbside service during the, like this is like the start of the height of pandemic. And it got really popular. The page did. Um, but I just love, love Support Local and like why I did that and what it stands for. And then I wanted I want to do collabs as well. Um, I'm going to do like a it's all cap as like slash podcast series. So this is this podcast, the rent free Right, you got the little rent free logo, and then this is the MC Dudes hats, which is way simpler. There's nothing around it, just the MC Dudes. So, super excited about that venture, super excited about possibly becoming an embroiderer. So, uh, stay tuned for that. We'll talk more about that as as the um, as it progresses, you know. And moving on, whew, what time? That was a long intro. That was like an 11-minute intro or 10-minute intro. Um, your boy has a newfound love for golf. Now, I kind of shitted on golf my entire life because I just didn't care. It looked boring to me. Um, but a couple months ago, my friends took me to Top Golf and we had a really good time, but I was really bad at it. And I have this thing, and if I'm really bad at something, it kind of bothers me to be bad at something and then other people be good. So I kind of got bit by the golf bug and I just wanted to be better at it. So... Every time they said, let's go to Top Golf, I would go. And it's kind of, it's a lot of pressure because there's, there's eight, 10 people behind, like around you, and everyone's drinking and eating, and then like you're swinging, and like you're not really focusing on 
there's a lot of pressure if you're if you suck at golf. So uh, also one day we went to Tower T with a group of people, which is a driving range in Afton, and um, I just did wasn't that good either. And you know my friend was Caleb was really good and Ryan's really good and everyone's you know better than I am. So I got even more intrigued in how to get better. So then I started looking up the YouTube videos, which you know I think we all kind of do at this point. And uh, I started really like kind of seeing how hard it was to be good at golf. So I ended up buying um, Top Golf's or it's a Pro Golf Plus or something. It's a uh, Quest Oculus Quest game, and I started really like kind of trying to focus on my swing. And then I went to the golf range again, the driving range, and I got a little bit better. But then one day, um, my mother-in-law uh, gifted me a, a set of golf clubs because it's a very expensive sport to buy into. But she said she gave me a set of golf clubs. So I had the golf clubs. So me and my homie went and I got 115 balls. And I just, all the knowledge that I've learned from YouTube videos, and I applied it. And the swing was coming out good. I kind of found my swing. So I'm super excited about golf. I have not gone to a course yet. So I think I'm going to, we're definitely going to do like a super small course as a part three course at Tower T. I'm just super excited about it. It's a fun thing. And it's, it's kind of funny because earlier this year I saw that Schoolboy Q had gotten to golf. And it's something that I had to think about, like why black people aren't into golf. But honestly, um, it's just like there's, there's predominantly, the black people are predominantly in a area in which certain sports aren't popular. And that's just what it is. And golf is one of them. Hockey's one of them. Also, these sports have a huge buy-in, so it's not like people can just a kid can justifiably say, "Hey, can you invest five hundred dollars into this sport?" Now, if your parents are into golf, then they prioritize that. If your parents are into hockey, they'll prioritize that. But if your parents are into basketball and football, more than likely, you're not going to prioritize your kid playing a sport that costs you five hundred to a thousand to buy into. And that's just way I think that's the way I think it works. Um, because, you know, it's not like people don't have money, like black people don't have money. They do, but they just don't prioritize golf because it's not really. That's why Tiger Woods was so such a, uh, a groundbreaking athlete is because, like, there's not really tons of black people in it. Same way with hockey. There's not tons of black people in it. So like, people, the stars who become stars in hockey, like P.K. Saban, Saban, I don't know how I say his name. They get a lot. Of, they get very popular because it's not predominantly a, a sport in which, you know, you know, black people are in. Um, so I, I, I think that's what, why golf is not as popular, but it is, it's getting there. It's growing. And I think that's super dope. And, um, I understand golf, how athletic it could be. I was sore the next day after hitting 114 balls at the driving range. I was like sore. My hand hurt, my back hurt, you know, like, but it's fun. And, uh, I implore anyone who's been on the edge or on the fence about, um, maybe trying golf, give it a try. Go to a driving range, have some fun. It's, it's actually a lot of fun. And, um, I can't wait to, 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 to hit a golf course for real and like be horrible, but at least the swing is, is looking a lot better. So I'm happy about that. Now, moving on, I've been obsessed with Sweetie Pies in the last week. It entered Sweetie Pies is a soul food restaurant in St. Louis owned by Ms. Roby, which is a was a former backup singer for Ike and Tina Turner's band. And uh, it was a it was a family business. And they, you know, they had tons of employees, and they opened up a second location and a third location. Super popular. Each plate of food is probably three thousand calories, but that shit is fired. Like no lie, the mac and cheese. I um, every holiday for like the last I don't know ten years, I'll make their their version of mac and cheese, and it'll be a hit every single time. You can only make it eat it once a year because it's so unhealthy, but it's so good. So you have sweetie pies, and a couple years ago, the son of Miss Roby, Tim Norman 
basically had his nephew killed for life insurance money. And for some reason, they were so sloppy with it. They were like, it took, but it took a while for them to get caught. And I'm not going to say the particulars of it because I actually know people involved in the case because St. Louis is not a big city, not a small city, but you know, you just know people. And um, so, and I know for a fact that my guy who's involved in this case probably had no idea all of this was going on, right? He was probably just trying to sell his insurance for sure. And like, he's not a bad, I know this guy, he's been in my house multiple times. He's not a bad person. He's not a killer, at least, at least as far as I know. Um, but this Tim guy, you know, he's been in prison. We, it, it didn't seem to fit his character doing this, but he basically hired a hitman and a female that he used to mess with to murder his, his, uh, his nephew, Andre, rest in peace, Andre. And it, and they, you know, they killed the kid and they forged a whole bunch of insurance shit and it was for life insurance money. He's been in jail ever since. Uh, the, the, basically the killer, the reason why it was in the news this week was because the killer, the shooter flipped on everybody, which is, you know, inevitable in that situation. And they're going to go to jail for a long time. I think everyone involved is, except for the insurance. I don't think he's going to see jail time. I'm not saying his name out of respect for the homie, but um, it's just crazy. And I, for some, and if you haven't ever heard of this story, you have to look it up because what makes this story more polarizing is the fact that Sweetie Pies was on own network, which is Oprah Winfrey's network, for years. And it was such a, it was a very beloved show, not even on, it's just in St. Louis, but you know, because it's a national televised show everywhere everyone watched this show and they watched Andre on this show and they watched Tim on the show and they watched Miss Roby and the whole family. And it's just tragic and crazy how it all worked out. And my heart goes out to Miss Roby. Cause you know, like there's no shot. She saw this coming, but like, man, people do wild things for money and for life insurance. And it's, it's just, it's just odd to me. I, I don't understand why people think they can get away with it. I don't know the success rate of killing someone for life insurance money, but it can't be high. It, there's no, there's no way it's high. Cause like, if you look at that chapter, which is a YouTube channel, a lot of them shits is life insurance things like wife killing husband, husband killing wife or mother. Or I saw one couple weeks ago where the, the fucking husband killed the fucking, the, the wife killed the fucking father. He was about to, he was 90 something like, like you could have just waited honestly, but that's neither here nor there. It's just, it's crazy. But check out the Sweetie Pie story. It's pretty crazy. Um, next up, I got it. I've been talking a lot on this podcast and um, I'm only on my fourth topic. So we're going to have to speed through some of these. Uh, my credit history. Now, I was not very properly educated on credit growing up. Now, which is the reason why I believe credit should be taught in school and in, in high school. Because the minute you get out of, of high school and going to college, you're going to see tents on your college campus with people who are offering you a T-shirt to sign up for a credit card. And that's how they got me, which sounds super basic, but it is. And I had zero income, dude. I'm a college. I'm a freshman, barely being able to pay for school because I ended up not being able to pay for school because of a process called verification, which basically uh, they audit your your parents or your guardians financial situation and they adjust what they offered you originally. So they took all my aid away by the end of freshman year. But 
yeah, I had no income, so it was predatory. I think they gave me a $500 credit limit, and I blew through that and didn't pay the bill ever. So my credit has been shot from 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 jump, and I just became off-put by credit. So I, I just didn't fuck with it. So, you know, I've had cars, and I, you know, here and there, and luckily I was able to get cars, didn't have to do a co-signer but once, but my credit's always been bad, period. But this last year, I, I got into a, a fortunate situation money-wise, and I was able to pay off everything on my collections. And my credit score started improving, and I started getting more and more, um, like, you know, just like offers. So I, I signed up for my first credit card, which was a $200 secured Discover card, which is, you know, is a part of the game, right? You have bad credit. And you're trying to improve your credit, so you got to you got to play the game. So I played the game, and eventually, I got offers for better credit cards. And I'm not going to get into the details of of the cards, but they're just like the cards that I really would have wanted. You know, like once I start once I started getting obsessed, because you know me, I get obsessed with things. Once I started getting obsessed with the credit process and understanding the game of it, then I I saw okay, these are what what I would want as a desirable credit card, uh, and I got them. And I'm super happy. And I say the reason I'm bringing this up, period, is not to tell you about my financial situation because I'll never do that. But to say that, like, it's a good feeling to get your shit in order. Right. It's I got I had a great feeling when I got my health in order. I know my health stance. I know what I need to work on with my diets. I know, like, my blood work. I know my height, which I'll talk about last. <laughs> but it ties into to, to the health and financial. I'm super happy that I'm in a position I'm in now. It's a huge relief, huge burden. And I realized that credit is really, it's not a, it's a tool to assist you. And it's something that it takes away a lot of stress, right? So like if something happens right now, I have enough credit to handle it. Like I remember... 10 years ago if a little thing happened to my car i'd be fucked you know what i mean like rent would be fucked up bills would be fucked up phone might get cut off like if something catastrophic happened to my car i'd be in a shithole and now i don't got it it's good the savings is good the credit's good like it's crazy it's just it's crazy it's it's a it's an amazing feeling to, to to actually finally understand and get a hold of financial things and i owe art to my wife Aaron. she she's a genius with that shit she's she's completely awesome so i appreciate uh her knowledge and her help in getting that shit together and if you haven't focus on it because it's a life changer my uh one of my homies who's uh, about a year older than me we've kind of had the same uh credit story almost and he's got his shit together this year and when i told him about the car that i got and like the, the day i got it he was like, oh, shit, dude, that just happened to me today, too. I signed up for a card and got this this limit. And I, like, I got so overcome with joy when I heard that because it's like we both struggled. We both sat in the same house because we lived together for years struggling with our finances. And to see both of us like overcome that. And even if it's late, because we're we're both 40. He's 41, maybe 42, 41. I'm 40, about to be 41. So I think he may be 42. That's fine. That's amazing. It's fucking amazing to like come from such a, a stressful place and such of like such a sad place not sad but like just tough rough place to like now we're like we both got like a lot of like financial 
freedom in a sense it's just dope so um yeah that's cool um speaking of which my friend who i'm referencing here he just bought a uh he just rented a new building for his his gym and i'm super excited about that too like i think that's super dope i helped him move in um it's a he's a personal trainer now which is amazing uh because you know when if you would if yeah you could not have told me that's how like that's what he would be doing now you know like he's an amazing comic book artist and he's definitely still doing that to a, a beautiful brilliant level uh but now doing the training and like seeing like seeing his clients and seeing how happy they are it's just awesome to me so if you're in st louis look up infinity strength training if you want a personal trainer if you don't want to go to a big gym he has a nice gym facility on the south in south city um so big up to him i can't wait to see it go grow bigger and bigger moving on Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I may have talked about that movie before on the podcast. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. It just came out on digital release this week. Watched it again with the wife. This first time she saw it. I've already seen it twice before this previous viewing. And it's for me, it still holds true. It's a beautiful movie with a beautiful message, with a lot of heart. Great sci-fi, great action, great acting, and with a beautiful story. That third act will touch you in the heart feels. It was uh, it's a war. It's a Daniel Brothers movie, uh, which I didn't know who they were. But this was this made me an instant fan. And after I saw it in the first time in movie theaters and I and I wiped the tears away from my face and the credits rolled, I saw that it was uh, produced by the Russo Brothers, as well as a few other people. And for some reason, the Russo Brothers, they know how to get to my heart feels because I cried. I didn't cry at Infinity War. I was definitely sad when I left Infinity War, as everyone else was. But I 100 percent cried numerous times at Endgame. I cried the second and third time I saw Endgame, and I definitely cried at this movie, and I don't cry a lot. Like I, I probably need to go to therapy for this. I'm still trying to find a therapist, but I don't cry a lot. So every time I see their, one of their movies, I end up crying. They have, they know something about storytelling that affects people who are dead inside. That's pretty much what I surmise from that. Um, so if you haven't seen Everything Everywhere All at Once... Go see it. Michelle Yeoh is brilliant. And I forgot that uh, her husband who played Way, his name in the movie is Waymond. He was brilliant. He hasn't done a movie since in 25 years because he was in Goonies and he was in Indiana Jones and Hollywood pretty much said, you're done, which is horrible because he's an incredible actor. He did an incredible job in this movie. He's literally the backbone of this movie to me. And he delivers some of the most beautiful like like messages in that third act. Must see movie. Moving on, I gotta get, I gotta move fast. American flag. So, as a black person in America, I used to look at the American flag and feel like hate when I see it because it kind of became the new Confederate flag. Honestly, the way the a certain group of people, the right, I guess, I don't know, left, right, I, the right, even though they're wrong. See what I did there? Um, they love the American flag to a point where it, it makes you feel uncom- It makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, and I want to take that power back and something that I decided to do this year was embrace the American flag and because I am from America. I was born in America. My parents were born in America. Their parents were born in America. I'm not African. I am from African descent, but I'm not from the co- the continent Africa. I am American. I can't, there's nowhere I can go. Like, I mean, I could leave and be an expat, but there's, this is my country just as much as this is their country. They, they, no one owns stake to this country because of the color of their skin. I am American. I, I cannot be uncomfortable seeing the American flag. That's my flag. So I wanted to, for me, to embrace it. So what I ended up doing was buying uh, an American flag shirt, which seems, seems minuscule. But for me, that's a big deal because I, I was never, I would never normally wear something like that. So, 
this 4th of July coming forward, your boy will be wearing this beautiful shirt with the company headband that I that I already had for some reason. And uh, I'm just going to double down on being on, on being American flag and in hopes of one embracing it because this is my country. And two, I want to make them feel the uncomfortability that I felt when they paraded January 6th or, you know, when they just make up these horrible, dumb flags. These don't tread on me flags, which I, I'm not even sure exactly what that means because it seems dumb. But like all these like little things and these and these symbols and taking the Punisher symbol and even the dude who made Punisher's like, you don't get Punisher because he's anti-police. All these little shits that they left to double down on. I'm going to fucking, I think I'm going to buy um, an African-American flag, which I don't know if you guys seen it, but it's it's like, um, it's a flag, but it has like a, a black, red, and green going through it. So I, I think I'm going to do that and put that on the golf cart. Because I just want to, I just want to, I'm going to embrace it myself because like that's what it is. And then I'm going to make people uncomfortable who don't think that I should be wearing that or they don't want to see people like me wearing that. So that's my, that's my thing. It's, it's stupid for sure, but I shouldn't feel uncomfortable being an American because I'm American. And we're going to make this change happen, not for me, but for the generations after us. This change is is inevitable. So if you're uncomfortable with it, that's tough. Um, next topic, Pride Month is here. If you see the 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 my lights, they're the rainbow colors. Your boy, I got love. For, I got love for everybody. I got love for the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, I had a great time at uh we had a Pride parade. Excuse me, last Saturday in Soulard. I had such a fun time the entire day that literally had to fall asleep in the, in, the, in a bar, had to fall asleep. And then I went out to the golf cart and lay down on the golf cart and I, I was I was done. Your boy had to get your boy kicked it. And I've not had a drop of alcohol since, which has only been a few days. But your boy had your boy had a good time. So shout out to Pride Month and shout out to the people who are just like filled with like love and acceptance and inclusion it's amazing to me i in a lieu of all this they had a prize celebration in idaho and you had like 30 white dudes trying to start a riot with riot gear and like guns i believe they had guns and not one of them was from idaho a few of them from st louis a few of them were from north county st louis and i hate that but love wins and they were apprehended and they were caught and they can't hurt anybody with their fucking ignorance but I shouldn't even brought that up, honestly, because pride is such a beautiful thing with beautiful people. And I'm just uh, just happy to be able to be to, to celebrate with them. It's it's amazing to me. Um, OK, so I was going to talk about people's weird infatuation with black people that it comes across racist. We'll save that for the next episode. The last thing I'm going to talk about, because we are hitting the time, is my new hype. Now, you're saying tech. The fuck you mean your new hype? So let me give you a background. I grew up poor, grew up horribly poor, and to the point that we lived so rough that I never went to the doctors unless there was something catastrophic happening. I got hit by a car when I was uh, about 11. It never went to the hospital for it. So I still have a broken bone in my knee that's surrounded by ligament because my body grew into the broken bone. So that's how poor we were. And that's how bad I was raised, if that makes sense. Raised literally by wolves. Um... So I never went to the doctor, came to St. Louis my freshman year, moved moved in with my grandmother. I met her this summer before, and she said, in passing, hey, if you want to live here, you can. And I took her up my freshman year of high school. I took her up on it, uh, which was a very tough decision. Uh, and, you know, it kind of makes me 
I don't want to give any plots away, but it's kind of what connects me to everywhere, everything all at once, because there's a certain certain scene that that I connect with emotionally. But um, I left and um, moved to St. Louis with my grandmother and then went to the doctors. So during my uh, 15, 16, 17 year old, um, you know, I got clocked in, I think, senior year at six, three. Um, so that was it for me when I got to college. I kind of um, was on my own. I was just literally on my own. So I had jobs after college that gave me health insurance, but I didn't really use them because, like, dudes don't like going to the doctors. And I didn't at all, which is dumb. So I would go to the doctors if I had um, something. Well, I never really went because I never had anything wrong for real. But, like, I would do, like, medical studies to get money, and they would do, like, measurements, or they asked me, like, like they give me, like, a physical, like, a little quick little physical. And they would never would take my height, so I would just say 6'3". So my license says 6'3", everything says 6'3". And um, when I went to my new doctor, which I got maybe a year or two ago, uh, she's the best, they didn't they didn't measure me either. So, you know, they, they took my word for it. Uh, so, yeah, 6'3", so cool, 6'3". Uh, so a couple weeks ago, we got life insurance and um, a medical woman, <laughs> for lack of a better term, uh, she came to the house and took all of our, our vitals because when you get life insurance, you have to basically do blood work. Um, you got to do um, basically a physical a checkup. So she got my weight. She got my height. And when she, she asked me earlier, what's my height? I said 6'3". So this is so dumb. I'm so dumb for this, but it's, it's hilarious to me. So she takes my height, takes my shoes off, takes my height. And she was like, no, sir, you're 6'4". I'm like, wait, what? No, no, I've been 6'3 my whole life. She's like, well, nope, you're now 6'4". So Anna's like, did he grow? And then I realized that I just never noticed this fact that I've never been measured. My height's never been measured. I've never measured my own height. So I just always thought I was 6'3". But in actuality, your boy is 6'4". If you go to my Twitter feed, you'll see <laughs> the first thing you see is newly 6'4". This, mo- this news makes high school me very happy, very excited. I don't know why, but, like, I've been telling everyone, it's like, yeah, you know, being 6'4 now. But, like, I'm legitimately 6'4 now because I never got it measured, and they only took my word for it everywhere I've ever gone. And it's a good feeling. I-, I-, I know that's dumb. I get it. But your boy is 6'4". Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> your boy is 6'4". He's the tall. It's awesome. And I'm going to an episode like that because how do you top being 6'4 at 40 years old and you thought you were 6'3 your entire fucking 20 year, last 20 years? I don't know. So take care of your health and your wealth and all that good stuff. I guess that's the, the, the point of this episode is take care of your health and wealth and find out how fucking tall you are because the name of this episode is going to be Newly 6'4 because your boy is Newly 6'4. That's it. So thank you for listening to the episode. If you like the episode, uh, just, I guess, share it, dude. Just tell someone you like this episode. Just tell someone you like the, the show. And um, yes, it's all cap on Instagram. So you'll see a bunch of the, uh, the hat prototypes, a bunch of hat pictures. And you can keep up to date with when the site launches. I already have the itsallcap.com. So check out It's All Cap. Stay tuned for the news on, you know, what, uh, how I grow the company. And if you want to put a hat order in, just send me a message and I can get you a hat real quick. And that's it. Uh, check out MC Dude when you get a chance with me and Caleb. Love, Wub. And I love you. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Rent Free with Tech Supreme. Your newly 6'4 Tech Supreme. Peace. Rent Free. Rent Free. Rent Free.
Listen to your head rent free.